day and welcome back to Giovanni and Giulio's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright everyone, today I'm going to be talking about the next in my little sequence that I set up in the last episode. Uh, today I'm talking about Raiders, the story of the greatest fan film ever made. Absolutely goofy punctuation on this, by the way. I tried to look it up on uh, IMDb because I always keep the page open while I record these episodes just in case that, you know, there's some casting or some random crew member that I need to know the name of. Uh, I just have it right here. And uh, I couldn't find it for the longest time, and it's because I didn't have the stupid um, thingy. I didn't have the... Uh, oh, God, I'm going to get this wrong. It's uh, colon. Yeah, colon, right? Yeah, colon. It is a colon, not a semicolon. Yes. Uh, the colon. On, uh, after the exclamation point? Very strange. Although, to be fair, I really just in general hate the way IMDb searches. I think if there's one thing I could change about it, it would be that. Freaking ridiculous. If you ever try to look for something on, on, um, on IMDb, it'll be like, I'll look up Raiders, right? Okay. First result, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Makes sense. Second result, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, excuse me. How? Why is it not, you know, the next thing that has Raiders in the title? Which, if you scroll all the way down, is Raiders of the Lost Shark, which sounds amazing. But right before that is Marauders, which isn't even close to Raiders. There's Dealers, Newsmakers, Atlantis Incorporators, or no, Interceptors. What the sh- What? I don't understand. What? None of these have raiders. That's also a thing that I I experience when I'm looking I'm looking up stuff for in the in the podcast app in the Apple Podcast app. I generally like it. It's it's a fine app. But what is the search process? Because I'll look up something like um let's say I'll look up. Uh, Batman. I don't know. Let's just say something random. And I'll click the tab that's your library. And the first result will not be an episode about Batman. It'll be like... Vampire in Brooklyn. Like, uh... Nope. That's not quite it. Like, that's that's not an accurate example. But it is, it is equally as dumb. It's stuff that does not make any sense to me. But, uh... But that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm already wasting time. I'm already off on a crazy tangent that I'm sure none of you signed on for, but this movie, uh, this is a movie that chronicles the sort of rise of, in popularity of, uh, this, this fan film that these random kids decided to make in the 80s, um, they were 11 at the time, they wanted to make a shot-for-shot remake of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, uh, and then eventually it took up, like, seven years, and they finished it, except for one scene, and, you know, people actually found out about it, and they thought it was amazing, and, and just, like, fun, and Steven Spielberg saw it, and then all the way back in, I think it was, let's see, maybe, uh, 2014, I think, because the documentary came out in 2015? Wait, what? I have no idea. Listen, guys, it was sometime in the 2010s, and they decided to all come back together, reconvene, and finish the movie. They wanted to um, do the only scene that they hadn't done, which was uh, which was the plane scene, like where Marion's shooting at the Nazis and Indy's fighting the big buff German guy. Um, 
I'm gonna be honest with you. This is a this is a weird one. Uh, it's cool. Okay, in terms of purely documentaries, I think that it really a lot of it often depends on um, uh, often depends on like the people who you interview because obviously certain people are just going to be more charismatic or say some stuff that makes more sense than other people. There's um, I don't remember what what, what I watched. Uh, it was it's the same guy who directed The Last Dance. The, the ESPN documentary about the the Chicago Bulls. It was the same guy who did that. It was, um, oh shoot. Was it, I, I think it was an Allen Iverson one. But, um, but, like, the people that were in that documentary were just, uh, just so awkward. Just, like, some of the worst interviews ever. So a lot of that can make or break, uh, your documentary, which you can't really control. But this one had pretty, they, all the people that they interviewed were fine. Uh, except for, uh, that, the one guy, freaking Harry Knowles, the Ain't It Cool News guy, who, uh, is one of the weirdest looking human beings on Earth. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be mean, but uh, he is. And, um, and then, uh, I come up, I was, like, looking up, you know, him and, like, Ain't It Cool News, because I remember, I know that used to be a big, much bigger presence in the entertainment like news industry online than it is now but um but i found out he was an alleged sex predator which is fantastic because fucking of course he is who isn't at this point um but uh i was being sarcastic by the way i i know i know that uh i know that i it's was sounded sarcastic but i also feel like this is the type of thing that could come back to haunt me later if i don't obviously stipulate that that's horrible and and no one should ever ever do something like that it's not fantastic it was it was a joke just just making sure i don't know if i'm prepping for a backlash that'll never come i'm just covering my bases okay okay um so that was weird but i i like the people in this they were all pretty charming and i like their story the story i think was the coolest part honestly everything about it when they were kids was cool because when you're a kid that's super impressive and insanely like out there it's just something that for me I've never had the desire to do something shot for shot because I would I feel like it's more creative to just do something in the same vein but not a direct adaptation um I'm not bad mouthing it or anything I'm just just saying I had never really understood the motivation behind it, but regardless of my personal feelings towards that type of remake, it's so crazy that they were able to do this as a kid, as kids. You know, these people—they're they, middle schoolers, barely have any money, you barely have any resources at the time, and you're trying to to do something that looks um, as close as you can make it to a you know, a multi-million dollar production. That's insane. And I think that the ambition and the way it actually turns out is just so cool and so charming that I definitely appreciate it. And that's another key thing. They're kids. As kids, it's charming. As adults with jobs and families and homes, it does... It's a little questionable to me. Uh, I'm not, not going to badmouth them if that makes them happy that think that's cool 
it did really blow my mind that this guy was willing to spend $40,000 and risk losing his job so that he could film a thing that you could do with a miniature. And listen, I know it wouldn't look as like the same. I know it doesn't have the same effect, but guys, if if you were going to do it r real and say that's the only option, then don't bring up that you could have done it with a miniature because you could have done it with a miniature and compositing. I have no I have no mother loving idea why this was plan A. Like I I, do, I mean they said that like oh we were we tested it and whatever and uh it just didn't look right or whatever. But I feel like you could pay someone to make it look really really good. Like you could bring another person into the crew and and finish it up and I think it would be fine. I don't understand why the first thing is to is to do 40 $40,000 worth of uh uh production and and try to build this plane from scratch and blow it up with actual pyrotechnics and they were like, "Oh, maybe we'll have to do it in post." And I'm like, "Excuse me. You could do it in post." And that wasn't your first instinct? Like, I don't know, man. There's just a part of me that feels like this is really extreme and not worth it. And, um... And the, there's a part where, like, the kid is says, uh... You know, I think it's amazing that Steven Spielberg needed $200 million and all my dad needed was his allowance or something to that effect. And, uh... And I really love the relationship between the, the dad and his kid. It's really It's really cute. I do think that there's a certain part of me that feels like, yes, but there's a reason why that costs $200 million. There's a reason why you have to spend that much money. And it's also union, and it's everything has very specific codes and, uh, and things that need to be met to keep the film set safe and to keep it functioning smoothly. And uh, there is a point where a guy is almost very severely injured by one of these explosions, and there's just... I just couldn't get over the fact that is it really worth that much? Is it really worth potentially, you know, potentially severely injuring somebody just to get this shot? I just don't think it is. And it is really cool, the sense of camaraderie on the set and just the scrappiness of these people. And I have a lot of admiration for that. But there's just, I don't know, man. It just gets to such an outrageous point where I just couldn't help but feel... Like this is not worth it, and that no matter no matter what, you can't justify the the monetary cost, the potential cost of you know life and limb, the cost of maybe losing your job, um, and also they end up going so many shots behind schedule. They end up you know he ends up having to take extra days off of work because uh, because of uh, like the they're behind schedule because of weather. There, I, listen, I know weather forecasts aren't always accurate. There might have been some behind-the-scenes stuff that I am not privy to. They did all of that and didn't check the weather first? Uh, just like, uh, uh, what? Like, I don't know, man. It's not always accurate. I get that. Sometimes it can be surprising, but I feel like when there's that much rain that consistently for that many days... I feel like a lot of times you know that ahead of time, and I just didn't quite get why you would book it in the middle of of uh, of a time where there'd be many torrential downpours for days on end. But uh, 
But yeah, I don't want it to sound like I'm bad-mouthing this. And I'm just giving my honest opinion. Like I said, it's an amazing story. And as kids, it's crazy. There's just... Once it got to the adult portion, I did lose me a little bit. There was just a bit of a disconnect because I felt like, what is this? Like, I don't know if I could support a lot of these choices. And, like, it did work out in the end. And that is true. But there's just it's just crazy to me. It's, it, it's really, really crazy. Uh, and I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's really cool that they got to complete their, their vision and, and follow through on their dreams. And I think it's really, really impressive that they were able to do all that stuff with just ingenuity and creativity and very little money. And uh, I, that all is so, so cool. But I don't know, man. It's just crazy by the end. It just gets outrageous. But uh, But yeah, it was an enjoyable documentary. I think if it were me editing it, I don't know if I'd have so many fade outs while people were talking. It very often fades to black when people are like mid-sentence and you just like hear them fade out in the mix and there's i just on a purely technical level wasn't a big fan of that choice i'm not sure why that was the decision they made you can fade to black after they're done or just you know just do a cut i'm not sure why that was what they chose to do because there's you know it's just like weird because you know you're they, they're saying something they're saying something and then they're black and then you fade back in and it's just weird because like you you often miss the back half of what they're saying because you can't hear it because it fades so low uh in in the in the audio but i don't know that's a bit of a nitpick because it didn't bother me that much but but yeah in purely purely technical terms purely the people that they interviewed and talked to the things that needed to come together for this to be a good documentary. I thought it was a very good documentary. And a lot of it was very interesting. The story of some of the, the members of this friend group, their interactions with drugs, their run-ins with the law, the way that certain wedges were driven between them. I really I really liked all that. And hearing about them and, and their story from when they were really little, that was really cool. And I liked that insight into the types of, of people these the, they were and like what motivated them to do this and and where how did their lives get them to this point that was all really cool and again i'm really not bad mouthing them or saying anything bad about them it was just there was just a big part of me that couldn't stop myself from thinking that a lot of this might just might not be worth it and i really think that it's one of the most elaborate like plan a's that i've ever seen but and uh, that's just a personal opinion and i know I don't know. Other people might see it differently. Like I said, I totally admire the ambition. I just can't quite get to that level. So that's just me. I don't. I don't know. Disagree or disagree. It's totally opinionated. But uh, but it did. It did all come together really well in the end. Once they show the footage and stuff of what it looked like compared to the actual movie, yeah, that is really cool. So that's what I have to say about that. Oh, before I get out of here, I would like to say that I am grateful for. Uh, da, 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 da. you know, I normally have these prepared, or they just naturally come to me. But this time, I didn't have it written down first, and I think I forgot the one I was going to say. And I don't really have a backup, so I'm going to go with... Uh, we went somewhere recently. Oh! Yeah, went to the mall, but I don't know if I talked about that already. Well, either way, I'm grateful that I got to go to the mall recently. Grateful that everything's opened back up, and despite the certain concessions that we have to make and the certain things that we have to do to uh, 
to comply with health guidelines. I think that's all worth it to be able to be with my friends again and go out places again. That's a lot of fun. I just went to the mall with my friend Owen the other day. That was really cool, and I was grateful that I finally got to do that because it had been a while since we'd gone, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'm grateful that all that worked out. Uh, okay, if you like this episode and you want to support the show, then I would really, really appreciate it if you would leave a review. Five stars it really helps, but whatever seems fair, just do it right in app. It helps me turn up in searches, and like I said before, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, while you're there, consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. I try to post these twice a week, usually on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, the schedule gets a little jank sometimes, like last week, uh, where I released two episodes in one day, but that just, you know, that happens a certain way. Because of uh, an anniversary I'm celebrating. The anniversary of Batman. The, the 89 movie. But if you listen to those episodes, you already know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, if you want to follow the show on Instagram, you can do that at Movies and More Pod. That's where I post updates on new episodes and what the topics of discussion will be. If you want to follow me personally on Instagram, uh, that's at gevangerilly1. And if you want to email the show, that's at moviesandmorepod at gmail.com. If you want to follow, uh, find all that stuff and a lot more, you can find a uh, find out all that at the landing page uh, for for this show. That's uh, at moviesandmorepod.com. That's where I post a bunch of articles and I post all the episodes and uh, and links to contact me and and all that kind of good stuff. I just posted an episode, or excuse me, I just posted an article on Michael Keaton potentially returning as Batman in the Flash movie, and uh, and I'm working on an article right now about my top five favorite comic book movie lines. So these are just lines that I love the most from uh, from comic book movies. So be on the lookout for that and there's a whole much whole bunch more for you to catch up on in the meantime so thank you if you've done all that and if you're going to thank you in advance but most importantly thank you for listening i really appreciate it uh, as always and until next time i don't know that was an indiana jones whip crack for the uninitiated i <laughs> will see you in the next one